You are listening to Hoot Dog Radio. Welcome and thank you for listening to Hoot Dog Video, the official podcast from members of the Hoot Dog Gaming Clan. This is the 16th episode recorded on February 25th, 2018. I am Gumbait101, and once again, this week, I'm joined by Zoltanki. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Glad to be back. I'm taking a break from my uh, my intense uh, watching curling uh, <laughs> so we can record a show. <laughs> it's very interesting a to watch. Bit. Yeah, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about how, like, curling becomes everybody's favorite sport once every four years, and then we forget about it again for for four years until the Winter Olympic comes out. Then it's, like, everybody's conversation topic again. Yeah. Well, I and I think one of the things that, you know, like most sports I, – I shouldn't say most sports, but, you know, hockey is kind of like your soccer on ice. And, yeah. And what, what would we like in uh, – curling to would that be like shuffleboard or something i like guess it's like shuffleboard but yeah. you know i've been watching it for the last like two or three olympics i still probably don't have the best grasp of the actual rules but um i know it's pretty intense and uh it's it's definitely unique it's not really like anything else that you watch yeah no and and it's just it's one of those things i don't know you know how you were when when you were growing up as a kid, but I have fond memories of actually visiting my grandparents down in Florida and, uh, they would, they would be at a, uh, some type of resort or something like that and playing summers, a shuffleboard. So, you know, it was like, dude, that's, that's my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So, I mean, it, it's, I don't know. It, it just, it's a non-threatening sport. You know, you don't see anybody getting into fights over curling, but no. And you know, my wife and I were kind of commenting on that yesterday. They're when they're on the, I don't even know what you call it. I don't know if you call it a pitch or, or what you call the the board there that you're playing on. Well, they'll be standing right next to each other. And you know, we were watching the women's gold medal game last night. It's funny because you've got Korea and Sweden, and it's like they can just openly strategize because no one understands what anyone else is saying. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and they're just standing right next to each other in the game. It's pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, well, uh, as far as my week, um, I, uh, I, I did a little bit of the faction rally stuff, which we'll get into here in a little bit, but, uh, uh, you know, just every, every day I would just jump on, uh, do a little bit more of that. Uh, and then, uh, it was this morning, uh, I woke up and, uh, my daughter wanted to play some video games this morning. So, uh, and then I suggested to her that, you know, she, she played all the way through, uh, uh, destiny one. Uh, she actually, uh, you know, worked with me and, and we beat orcs together. Oh, um, nice. And, uh, that was, that was last year that we did that. And then she never went through rise of iron or anything like that. She kind of lost interest, but this morning, she, you know, we just kind of suggested to each other that we, 
kind of get back together in, in playing uh, Destiny 2 because she hadn't played any of that. So uh, just this morning, within a matter of a couple hours, we did uh, the first two missions, which I, I had to kind of take her through those uh, myself just because um, they were a little, they, I wasn't, for one, you can't have another fire team member there to play with. You, yeah. But yeah. So I, I helped her get through those first couple and missions. It's not, it's not an easy mission. You know, those first couple aren't easy. We, we've gotten used to them because we played through them so long, but or through them so many times, but, uh, I think we forget what good missions those are. Yeah. Um, yep. And got her and got her up to rank six and then she just kind of, uh, got a little tired. Nice. And, and so she, t- she took a break and we did other things around the house, but, uh, That's it was, respectable, it, though. yeah, it was, it was fun to, uh, get back into it with her and, and, uh, uh, enjoy some father daughter time for a little while. So, now, when you say that you beat Oryx, did you do the raid or just the regicide mission? I just, say just like yeah. that. I mean, that's a tough, tough mission. Uh, we we just did uh, the regicide mission. Uh, she okay. she had never done a raid before, and uh, oh sure, yeah. So um, I I don't know if she'd even be prepared to do that. So yeah, but I mean, regicide alone is is no joke. <laughs> oh, and a, and for somebody who gets scared really easily, I mean, that was like pinnacle. Uh, oh, mac- yeah, maximum sure. fright moment for her. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it, it was most of the time she's screaming at the television saying, dad, help me. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. Um, but no, and, uh, good time. So, um, what do you say? Uh, we got a new, uh, this week at Bungie this week that came yeah, out. Yeah, let's Thursday. go and get into it. All right. Um, so we, uh, on the 22nd, uh, this Thursday, uh, DMG04, or as I'm, I, I know I said this before and I started off by using his username, but I, his, his initials are his username apparently. So I'm just going to call him Dylan because it's easier to say, but sure. Um, at, right at the top of the TWAB, uh, we were reminded once again that faction rallies are going on. Um, and around, uh, 2 PM, uh, today, which is Sunday, uh, the, at the, uh, this morning, uh, or this afternoon at the time, um, uh, in reference to this recording, uh, I looked up the faction rally totals, uh, for the week, uh, coming from stat or, uh, charlemagne.io. Um, and so far in first place, we have new monarchy, which, uh, they're sitting currently at a hundred and, uh, 112,794 points. In second place, we have Dead Orbit at 98,800 points. And third place, uh, is coming, coming right at the, at the back as Future War Cult with, uh, 96,969 points. So, um, I doubt much can change from that point. Um, if, you know, I was really hoping that Future War Cult would, would make a comeback this time, but. Yeah, I was too. But. I don't think anything too unexpected there as far as the as far as the positioning. It seems like New Monarchy is uh is kinda of, kind of far and away the favorite in Destiny two so far. Yeah. It's a shader game and uh yeah. and uh I know last week I had mentioned that their scout rifle that they were offering f- through Future War Cult looked like a nameless midnight, but I think it's more like a does not compute. Yeah. So <laughs> and uh my understanding so kind of is underwhelming then. Yeah. And my understanding is the hand cannon was not that great either, which 
I was hoping that those would be two great opportunities for, you know, I, I was hoping that people were looking at the, the weapon game more than the shader game. And yeah. for future work hall, I, I really don't like the shaders, but I, w- I was really hoping that the weapons were great this time around, but it doesn't appear to be the case. So, yeah, I'm still, still pretty sure that that auto rifle, uh, the auto rifle looks pretty good. I mean, I haven't had any hands on with it, but, um, just looking at the perks looks pretty good. And we're going to talk a little bit about perks later on. That's a foreshadowing, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I haven't had a whole lot of time with faction rally this week. Um, I've gotten on a little bit here and there. Um, you know, it's kind of the way it's been for me with destiny lately. It's just a lot, lot going on, uh, just with work and with life. And so I'm just trying to get whatever time in that I can, but, um, you know, and plus two, we're, we're still kind of in that in between times where we're, we don't have anything uh, new going on right now, and you know, unless there's a particular weapon that you're looking for, there's not really a whole lot of motivation to do too much with faction rally. But I'm still getting in there every once in a while and doing a little bit. Yeah. So I will say, um, I know that some members of our clan cleared the raid this week, uh, and not just the standard Leviathan raid. Uh, it was the uh, the raid layer. Yes, and. Uh, so congratulations to uh, McKingsley and, and uh, his wife. Um, um, and I, I don't know if I, I would say her name on the podcast. I, but I, I believe that's her actual name. I don't know if she chooses to yeah, use I mean, her we, name. We, we, we try to be careful with names, yeah. you know, but, uh, but I, so I ended up getting the conspirator scout rifle out of my, uh, out of my cl- um gram for the, for the raid. And this thing is pretty nice. I haven't had a whole lot of experience with it. I haven't been able to spend a lot of time with it, but it's super fast. It's got full auto. Kind of reminds me a little bit of my hero's burden from uh, Destiny 1. So hmm. I'm excited about this. I've been messing around with it a little bit. Yeah, I got another sense of the past from my clan and Graham. So uh, that's man, probably about my 10th. <laughs> but... Yeah. So now, I, if that sins of the past had different roles, it would be more exciting, right? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, so uh, that was faction rallies, essentially, um, and and we also covered just kind of some uh, uh, brief brief announcements with the clan. Uh, another brief announcement with the clan is I don't mean to toot my own horn here, but I did get my first solo in 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 Fortnite. So I saw that. Congratulations. Yes. Uh, I, I wasn't playing as aggressive as I usually do. Um, but I, I just kind of slowed my down, uh, slowed myself down, paced, you know, paced myself, you know, played the zone a little bit and then snuck in the, at the end to take advantage because I was like, I'm going to win this no matter what. So, um, so it, it, I feel like it's taken me longer than a lot of people, but I'm happy either way. <laughs> So. so for someone who who's only played Fortnite a, a very little bit, is that kind of the best strategy as far as uh, as getting a win? Is it is it kind of to sort of stay out of sight towards the end, or are there kind of different ways to attack that? Um, so some people are very aggressive, and what they'll do is they just go to the center of the zone or they ride the edge of the zone all the time. Um, it, you know, and then you have your. Uh, there's a term going around on on the internet right now that they're referred to it as cockroaching, and that's people who just kind of hang out in in houses or whatever, and 
they they'll camp essentially and they'll okay. wait to the zone and they'll wait for people to go past them and then they just kind of you know follow behind them and, and take pot shots at them that's that's another valid strategy to win um however it doesn't work out too well because most people are hungry for loot so what they do is they end up breaking down houses and they find you <laughs> if you try doing it that way so uh when i first started playing that's how i i played unfortunately but um now i'm a little bit more aggressive i i kind of build up to people i'm you know i'm actually you know uh now editing doors into places and and you know switching you know building up multiple columns and and switching sides of columns of of towers that i built and stuff like that to deceive people and uh so and i i am going to start actually playing it on pc once i once i do uh update my my uh computer arrangements here but sure um i just uh but myself uh, i i just you know, usually I, I play too aggressive and it leads me into stupid scenarios where I may get a kill, but you know, I'm not predicting somebody else coming up on me. And so sure. I, I'm already low on health and somebody comes by and mows me down. So, uh, but there's multiple different strategies. Um, you know, sometimes a, a good mixture of playing it safe, you know, not engaging, knowing when to engage, like if there's multiple groups fighting, um, sometimes the be- safe, safest bet is to let all- everybody kill themselves and then just <laughs> go in and, and sweep up the <laughs> Take rest. Take off whoever's weak. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but, What's uh, wrong with that? that was our, uh, segment called Fortnite Weekly, which is ironic <laughs> Get used because, to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't, I promise I won't bring it in too much in, into this podcast, but, um, I, I do enjoy playing Fortnite every once in a while. Yeah. So. Well, I certainly don't mind it. I mean, as we as we've talked about quite a bit, you know, Hoot Dog, we we don't we started with Destiny, but I mean, if you added up all the games that we've talked about in our Discord, there's five or six, you know, pretty serious games that everybody talks about and plays. So, you know, I don't I don't mind covering that sort of thing, especially since there's not a whole lot going on with Destiny right now and more people are going to be doing things like Fortnite. Although it is kind of interesting to me like how people compare the two things. They're so different, you know. I They are people are saying things like, well, you know, when Fortnite has a problem, they fix it. It's like, well, yeah, but it's just PVP. I mean, you know, there's, well, it's kind not, of, and it's not just thing. PVP, but it's just a limited amount of weapons that you have to, to edit. Um, yeah, they, they have a very controlled sandbox. So, yeah. So, yeah. Well. um, so that was our Fortnite talk for the week and we'll quickly move on to, uh, the, upcoming changes to the development roadmap and not just changes to destiny, but the, the roadmap actually changed itself. Um, yes. And so we have coming up on the 27th, which is this upcoming Tuesday, um, February update 1.1.3. Uh, so they, they basically, um, push the nightfall strike unique rewards to the March update uh 1.1.4 um uh prestige nightfall challenge cards has uh have been scheduled for the 1.1.3 update so this update coming uh next week and uh as opposed to having it in the 1.1.4 so they just kind of swapped those around mm-hmm. um but because it was swapped around they now just li- listed that as a stretch goal so the uh 
so the challenge cards may not even come in this update. Yeah. So I know that they had a lot of talk and I, they actually talked it up quite a bit. I think it was, uh, the week before with the, uh, the challenge cards, you know, how we were talking about, um, different type of mods you can apply yourself. Yes. So I found that kind of interesting. So, well, and you know, we've, we've talked about this before. I think that, you know, at least where I stand, I'm always fine with the delay if it means something's going to work better. So if they've got to push it back a little bit uh, in order, you know, in order to fix a problem that we're not even aware of, then I'm, I'm all for that. Give it to me once it's ready. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. You really don't want something that's going to come in and it's just going to be a horrible experience. You know, I, I am a fan of, you know, having something come in, you know, like a weapon that's kind of broken, you know, and, yeah. and introduces a little, you know, injects a little bit of fun into the game. But if it's actually just going to, you know, kind of break it in a way where it's like, oh, this isn't working at all. You know, I'm not a fan of that. And I think it's definitely kind of behooves them to play it safe right now. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with the problems that we've had, you know, I'm, I'm all for throw it back in the oven, let it cook a little bit longer, <laughs> you know, cause we've, they've certainly, uh, gotten a lot of criticism for not playtesting things properly or just releasing things before they're ready. So I'm, I'm all for holding back a little bit on that. So. Well, I think we've also seen examples of other developers now, uh, where they've, taking note of certain situations you have red dead red dead red dead redemption 2 uh wasn't that pushed back a year and then you have um yeah what was the other one that was going to be kind of a looter shooter that that's going to be on um i cannot remember the name of it was it anthem was anthem Anthem thank you thank you yeah it's anthem uh that was pushed back a year yeah so um so it's it's smart and you know that they're actually taking the time to make sure things are right and uh i i think that we've seen a lot of these things uh, part uh, i think part of the issue also too is that um a lot of these developers have also seen how uh the loot box economy actually is now affecting games uh people are actively rejecting <laughs> a lot of those yeah. things so they're you know they're like well Maybe we want to rewrite some of these. You know, I don't know this for sure. This is pure speculation on my part, but you know, it seems pretty evident of that case where you know a lot of games are leaning that way, and now you have these big game titles being pushed back a whole year. I mean, that almost sounds like that. You know, I don't know if you really require a whole year, for, you know, for extra testing, but it it seems pretty strange you know when when there was a lot of speculation that it should should have been on target for a certain time then then they sure. they changed that uh well, you know otherwise. it's interesting too like when you mentioned like games that have had loot box issues like uh battlefront mm-hmm. uh star wars battlefront it seems like people have been very willing to forgive like once they once they fix the problems i know uh slug monkey i think has been playing it and enjoy it i enjoyed it quite a bit i think uh angry chipmunk might have been playing it a bit um, so, you know, it seems like once they fixed the problems, the, the fan base came back. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully the same thing will happen with destiny. You know, it's, everyone's kind of referring to it as the, the taken queen update. Uh, you know, the, the major update that we're going to get later in the year. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hopefully it's going to affect enough change that maybe it can kind of turn things around. So, well, and another thing to keep in mind too, and we'll also move along into this. Um, uh, but, um, uh, 
this is just a roadmap all the way up to May to this next DLC. Uh, they haven't even come anywhere near close to announce, you know, we have a whole summer after that. Oh, yeah. Um, and I I really don't think that they can afford to just, you know, let the summer slide by with nothing, you know, no changes coming or anything like that. Yeah. I I am a firm believer that we'll probably see another, we may see another roadmap coming down the road after that, but I think that they just need to focus on uh, restoring some of the faith and get this next DLC out. Yep, I agree. So make this next DLC good. You know, like we were talking a couple weeks ago, it's kind of like with Destiny One. You start out with kind of a disappointing DLC, and then you know gets a little bit better each time. So, <clears throat> um, they also uh, they also noted that exotic rep- uh, repetition reduction, along with companion vendor viewing. Uh, has been uh, pulled out of the 1.1.3 update and has been slated for the 1.1.4 March update as a stretch goal. Uh, it was known in the 1.1.4 March update uh, a Weekly Mayhem cru- uh, Crucible playlist was going to be added. But uh, as of the most recent roadmap, up- roadmap update, it looks like uh, Rumble is going to be added to the weekly playlist as well, or as a weekly playlist. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Um, so that's that's cool. I know I, you know I'm I'm not a huge Rumble guy, but I know that's something that a lot of people are excited about. And that's something too that like the the really hardcore PvP people they all want Rumble back. So, so yeah. yeah. Um, let's see here. My mouse is acting up. Okay. <laughs> oh, and uh, with the uh, 1.2.0 update, uh, which is scheduled for May, um, there has been been any specific date given, but that will also coincide with the next DLC. Um, the mods system improvements uh, stretch goal has been completely removed from the roadmap. Uh, and in its place was uh, exotic weapon armor sandbox changes. And that is listed as a stretch goal. Yeah. So we know they're working on it. Uh, I know specifically that they are working working on the exotic weapon and armor sandbox changes because uh, you can see uh, on Twitter John Weisnewski posting things that he's really excited about, or Josh Hamrick posting stuff. Um, I know for a fact that you know how how they're communicating with with uh, the community. They're definitely working on that. So that may not be a stretch goal, but. Um, and maybe they thought it was more important to work on the exotic weapons and, and armor sandbox changes more than the mod, uh, mod economy, I should say. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the things that I, I'd probably be a little bit more disappointed about. You know, I'm, I've said quite a bit that I'm hoping that, you know, mods are kind of the bridge to the, uh, um, you know, since we don't have random roles anymore, <clears throat> hoping that's going to kind of fill that that spot uh, with our weapons and, you know, but again, if they're, if they're pushing it back, I've got to give them the credit that they're pushing it back for a reason. Um, hopefully it's to improve it. So once it's released, it's, uh, it's better. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, we know that the, uh, in quotations, go fast update will be coming out. Yeah. And that may actually have influence, which may actually make the mod system quite possibly irrelevant. Uh, yeah, it's possible. And then think about it that way, you know, and maybe, you know, there may be other things that, you know, multiple teams working together here that are kind of working towards the same goal. And they, they probably came to a realization. They just said, you know, 
let's work on this because this is paramount and you know some of the things got uh or probably become eaten by the other project or whatever i don't know that for sure but um time will only tell when we receive these updates how things are affected um we may actually just notice that things are just working better just as an act of the changes that they're already making so yeah um but yep so uh and there there was just basically one final quote uh from uh dylan at the end of the uh the development roadmap section uh he said teams are hard at work ensuring these upcoming features not only meet a proper quality bar but also don't endanger other aspects of the game with potential bugs or issues We'll keep you updated every step of the way to make sure uh, you know when to expect items to be released. So it, it looks like that, you know, they are definitely not willing to take a chance of, you know, uh, because there's so many uh, systems at work here. It, it seems like that they're, they're still trying to make sure that the game isn't completely broken to where it's just literally unplayable. So they're, they're trying to meet a quality bar. They're trying to make sure that, uh, you know, players can at least expect a, a decent, a decent game to play. So, yeah. And the key point is here too, um, that they're communicating and that's what we've been asking for all along. So, um, you know, even if the, if what they're communicating, so we're gonna have to wait a little bit longer on some of the changes. I'm fine with that. You know, I, I appreciate the point that they would be, you know, so they're being more transparent and they're, uh, giving us a better idea of what's coming and when. So, um, and then later, uh, they went on to talk about Emblem and Aura rework. Uh, and uh, this is, you know, I found it uh, kind of interesting. Um, I've never received an Aura because I've never completed Trials or I've never done the Prestige Raid. Um, but uh, basically, Emblems were once positioned as a vanity item, and now they're being showcased as a way to reflect achievements. Uh, in the uh, 1.1.3 update, uh, they'll be starting. Uh, they will start to add emblems to display more stats. Um, I don't know if you remember back when you first started D2, um, if you were a Sentinel Titan or if you were uh, a Void a Void uh, Walker Warlock, um, or I don't know what the Hunter had for their. You know, it was probably Night Stalker Void Kills or whatever. But yeah. Um. They, they had emblems that would display the amount of kills, and that's kind of along the same lines that they're doing, but uh, they're now incorporating auras into that, that same uh, deal as well. Um, so they showed some examples in the TWAB uh, of, of emblems that you can, that can be obtained, and this is just their quick example of what they could show at the time. Um, of emblems that can be obtained from Lord Shacks after uh, you've received 10 Crucible Rep packages. Um, they did have in parentheses that you could have the chance to get one sooner. I So I don't know if that comes through as a drop or something like that, but, um, but these uh, particular emblems advertise Crucible kills and are broken down by the character classes that you have defeated. Um, so they, they showed how... You know, if you're a hunter, you could actually have, you know, a Titan emblem, like a broken Titan Titan emblem, and it would show underneath it how many Titans you have killed. And depending on how many of each subclass, it would actually break it down to how many you've killed of each. 
So Which can, is really cool. Yeah, so you, you can really show to the world how you know what subclass you really dislike. How much you hate warlocks. You take that back. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Like, I play all three now, so I don't have, you know... In Destiny, one of my big deals was hunters. I just hated hunters. And then I was like, started playing a hunter. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see why people do this now. So, you know, I don't have one particular class that I just hate anymore. I don't really have a nemesis anymore. But yeah, that's cool. I like that. I've been using the uh, the Crucible one that shows your KAD. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I like these a lot. I, I like the fact that they can just, uh, it's it's another way to kind of show your accomplishments. And, um, you know, like with the KAD one, it's, it's helpful for me. You know, if I need to check that, I can just look at the emblem. So, so yeah, that's cool. I hope that's something they develop more and, and good to see they're, they're kind of bringing some more of that into the game. Um, auras are also getting a rework. Um, auras will no longer be listed as a as standalone items in your inventory, um, but they will be joined into their respective emblems. So basically, if you have a Nightfall Prestige emblem, or uh, if if you have completed the uh, Nightfall Prestige or went flawless in Trials of the Nine, yeah, you can select that emblem, and that will in turn apply the appropriate aura. Um, so. Uh, that kind of interests me, you know, what are they, you know, does that open up an extra slot in, you know, in the inventory now to, to place something there? You know, Hmm. um, I don't know, but I think that's a, a nicer way to manage stuff because you're already listing your stats for what you have in the strikes or, or, um, trials of the nine completions or whatever. So, and why not actually show that you, you know, you know, to everybody that you had that aura, even though you're not in the tower or whatever. So you can be sure. loading in and people can just mouse over or cursor over your name and see your stats and that you have an aura. So, well, that's something that'll change literally nothing about the way I play the game because, as you said, I've not had to worry about auras. <laughs> right. So, so, um, that was pretty much the main meat of the twab, really. Um, they they had some wonderful uh, movies of the week and uh, movies of the week items, I should say. Um, but that's pretty much also all the news we had this week. six months of playing uh, Destiny 2. Uh, we've had six months of playing with static roles. And uh, I just wanted to take a uh, just a, a temperature of the you know, the current situation of you know, how we're still liking uh, static roles. Uh, ha- have our ideas changed on them? Or um, you know, are we have we just accepted our overlords and and just decided that this is the way it is. Um, but 
Uh, I kind of wanted to, uh, Zaltanki, I kind of wanted to get your opinions, because I do have some opinions uh, where it stands <clears throat> on, you know, on static versus uh, random rolls on weapons at the moment. Well, uh, I know you messaged me a couple of days ago and, and kind of mentioned that we were going to discuss this this week. And uh, it gave me a chance to, to sort of think about how, how I feel about it. Um, so, you know, I've been spending some time just kind of on the bike, just thinking, um, I am still, I would say at this point, more a fan of, uh, of the static rolls as opposed to, um, to the random rolls and we'll, we'll get it. We'll get into that a little bit more. The main issue for me is I spent, and I was thinking about this one. So, you know, I like scout rifles a lot. And Destiny 1, I really wanted a Treads Upon Stars. Mm-hmm. And I know it's kind of a middle-of-the-road gun, but, you know, it's a legendary scout rifle that I didn't have. And I could not get that thing to drop. So every time there was a Cabal strike for the Nightfall, I would do it on all three characters or, or both characters trying to get a Treads Upon Stars. In my 26-plus days of playing Destiny 1, I got two, and they were both complete garbage just total garbage. And, you know, here's where somebody goes, well, that gun's garbage anyway. Yeah, I understand that. But there, there's definitely ones that were better than the, than the two that I had. Yeah. And so even though there was more variety, the thing that a lot of people forget is that a lot of that variety was crap. And at least with, with the static rolls, when you get a weapon, it's either going to be legendary shards or it's going to be a weapon that you can use. It's not going to be some mediocre middle-of-the-road weapon um, that's basically unusable just by virtue of the fact that it doesn't have a good enough stat roll. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of my my main reasoning on that so far, but I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Uh, well, so where I'm sitting at is I, I'm trying to think of where Bungie's going to go with, like, nightfall strike unique rewards and or yeah. specific loot and so the where i'm coming at the situation is is an issue of economy uh what happens when we achieve those unique rewards or strike sp- specific loot um what happens when we get that gun do we go back into the strike and and retry to get it again i I don't think that's the reason why you'd probably be going into that strike anymore after you receive that, that one weapon. Um, and I, I, and I, and I don't want to come off as, as saying if I'm one way or another, but uh, I do realize that there is also a certain unpredictability with randomly rolled weapons. As you mentioned before, you know, the treads upon the stars, uh, I actually managed to get one. Uh, it was my third one that that came with. Uh, I think it was explosive rounds, and I used it in raids. Uh, I thought it was pretty good um, because it had decent sights on it and stuff. And I I took my other treads upon the stars and I trashed them for legendary shards and and moved on my way. Um, but there was also reasons to go back into the strikes to get other items. You know, there, sure. it wasn't, you know, there were certain armor material or armor part or armor pieces that I was going for. Um, 
basically what, what I'm trying to say though, is that randomly rolled weapons, it can spark incentive in players to go after unique weapons that have, uh, the potential of having a slight mathematical advantage over their competition. Um, and basically, I guess the question I, I would have to ask is, is what would be better? Um, re, to regrind a strike, knowing that the rewards are going to produce the same outcome, or keep grinding a strike because there's a chance to get something better? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can, I definitely see that side of it. Um, you know, the other, the other thing too is that, with random rolls, you always have the chance to get that one really unique, you know, I jokingly say unicorn weapon. Um, I've talked quite a bit about my uh, my hero formula, um, which was a very lightweight, fast-firing, full-auto scout rifle with explosive rounds, and it was awesome. And I never saw another one like it, and I never had another weapon that felt anything like it. I had other hero hero formulas that had different roles and I didn't like them as much. You don't get that anymore. Um, and so where I would have been, had more incentive to continue playing, like, so say you get a gun that has a mediocre role, but you still see potential there. That gives you incentive to continue to grind out content to try to get a better role on that gun. Mm-hmm. Where it is now, once you have a gun, there's no reason to do anything to try to get another copy of it. You're never going to need it for anything. So I don't know how much of my opinion, and I'm just going to be 100% honest on this. I don't know how much of my opinion on random rolls uh, versus static rolls is based on what I actually think would be more enjoyable or me more trying to make the best out of the way I think it's going to be. Um if they, if I have the choice right now of continuing on with static rolls or getting random rolls again, I'd probably go random rolls. I just, they've spent so much time and investment in doing static rolls. I don't know that I realistically see it changing. And I understand, you know, your all, your other side of thinking too is I can understand your thought and it's my thought as well is, I got this weapon. It's a predictable weapon. I know what to do with it. You know, you, you have a certain accountability to that weapon. Uh, And I get that. Um, I, it's just in the long term, I, I just, I don't see how they plan to add excitement to the game. Yeah. Without doing something like that. And I, I do have some, you know, some thoughts on ways possibly they can change it down the road, but, uh, that was my minuscule thought question that I asked you, you know, you know, would it be better to regrind strikes knowing, you know, the rewards are going to be the same or keep grinding because there's a chance of getting something better. But I'm actually going to back away from that a moment and actually take a, a larger thought picture here. Um, I think Bungie may have also missed out on a huge marketing opportunity, opportunity, unfortunately. Um, one of the things that I used to do every reset, um, and you probably did the same thing as well is every reset, you would probably either visit Holtzman or Patrick Casey's YouTube page. You'd visit data or Mesa Sean's YouTube channels. Um, and you, or you would listen to like massive breakdown podcasts, uh, to hear weapon reviews yeah. or speculation on a weapon archetype that could be better or worse. Yeah. Um, 
there was a sense of uh, inspiration in the community to uh, research weapons and armor. Uh, And that research kind of helped fuel players with information or a, you know, a sense of ambition to keep playing the game that uh, with a nagging excitement. Uh, Hey, you know, I may get this weapon that is going to give me an advantage. Um, And I don't, I don't know if that, if that was a thought that it came down to when they said, we're going to institute static roles, you know, if they thought, what would this do to the community? But, you know, I, I, I'm in a firm place, firm thought process now where I think that they are in a spot now where they are thinking about, you know, we need to hold on to this community. We had a good thing here and we don't want to lose it. Um, because I, I love how they're communicating with the community. I love how they're, you know, I know last week you, you did say that, you know, uh, and I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, twist your words or anything like that, but I'm paraphrasing here, but basically, you know, you felt like that there was too much information coming and just let me know, you know, you basically just said, let me know (laughs) when it comes. And, and I get that it, we're being kind of inundated with, with, uh, you know, plans, projects, and ideas. I, at first, I, and I'm sure both of us would like to commend Bungie for being that forthcoming, uh, just coming out and, and being that open and just keeping us updated because there's been times and, you know, I, I've done a lot of thinking on this. There's been times in destiny one where we just didn't simply hear anything, anything at all. Yeah. And I'd rather have a constant feed of information rather than nothing. And, uh, you know, so, you know, yeah. And, you know, when I, when I said that last week, I, I mean, you know, I said that half facetiously, but I, but I do I mean that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I really do. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to keep up with the minutia of, you know, it's this update and then there's a decimal and there's a bunch of other numbers. Like I can't keep up with all that. I got no, too much stuff, stuff I, going on. I However, <laughs> you know, what it, what it comes back to for me is think about the timeline here. Ever since basically the dawning, when there were some major legitimate complaints, I don't know that I could level a single negative thing about their communication since then. It seems like every time there's been an issue, even if it's an issue that shouldn't have been an issue, they addressed it quickly. They've been very forthcoming. They've been, they've communicated very, very well. That's what we wanted. That's what we needed. Um, that's what everyone was asking for. And so, you know, I, even if, even if they're maybe over communicating a little bit, um, which, you know, I wouldn't even say that necessarily, at least the information is out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone was saying that they wanted transparency. It seems to me like they're being very, very transparent with everything that they're doing. And they also, I think, have finally learned to set expectations at a reasonable level. Um, yeah, I agree. So, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I I can certainly appreciate that. 100%. Yeah, and, and I and I did not mean to. Yeah, I didn't want to come across as casting you in a bad light or something like that. Oh, no, saying, no, no, oh, no, I'm no. hearing too much or whatever. It, I I I understand what you're getting at too. I mean, it, yeah. it, you know, it, it may seem like a a lot of information to keep track of, and and I I get that. So, but um, basically, I I guess I should ask myself: Do I like the idea of you know when it comes down to it the the brass tacks of it. Do I like the idea of, of players having advantages over other players? I personally do not. 
Uh, however, if there's, if, if someone is willing, like myself, to put uh, some time in to seek these weapons out or armor pieces, um, I think those people should be rewarded um, if, if there are opportunities to go get that, you know, those items. Um, yeah, and see, again, that's where I have such mixed feelings on this because, um, you know, when, when you look at it on the surface, I, so so it's easy for me to say, well, I don't think one player should get an advantage over another just based on their weapon or whatever, just on the RNG. But then I think, yeah, but there's also the element that if somebody spent the, you know, hours and hours and hours and, you know, they've been grinding out content, like I feel like they should be rewarded for that. And there's just kind of no way to reward someone for that anymore. You know, but what kept me really in Destiny 1 was, number one, the the PvP, um, just because I was kind of learning how to do PvP and I was enjoying it and I was seeking to improve. And number two, just the gun variety. You know, every every Tuesday at Reset, before I even went to work, I would log on and run around the tower and I would check every one of the vendors. You know, mm-hmm. you just asked a few minutes ago, you know, if you're anything like me, you were watching the videos, man, screw the videos. I was getting on. I actually wanted to see, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then every Wednesday, same thing with arms day. I would comb through the, uh, the arms day recommendations and say, okay, I've got this PDX 45 package I've been hanging on to. I've had it for months now. Is it worth it? Should I pull the trigger? Should I wait? You know, and I would wait for months over an infinitesimal little difference on a PDX or something like that, you yeah. know, and there was so there was such a level of fun to that. And that doesn't exist in the game anymore. And I'm, you know, I, I do miss that. Um, but what I'm what I'm trying to weigh that against is when you weigh that against the amount of just garbage, just unusable weapons or, or weapons that are just completely unviable in Destiny 1. Which is, is a better use of our time, you know? And so that's, that's where, that's where it's a little bit difficult for me. I just, I don't know what I really do prefer. I mean, um, at the time I preferred the, uh, um, random rolls. Um, but as, as I've said before as, as well, a lot of the guns that I liked in Destiny 1 were, were static, were static rolls. You know, I liked a lot of the, uh, the raid weapons. I liked a lot of the exotics. Um, there were very few legendaries with, with, you know, a, a randomized role that were like my favorite guns. Um, but you know, there, there was still that, that extra, um, collectors, uh, or excuse me, rather, there was still that extra level just for the collectors that wanted to take the time and, and grind to get a, a, you know, a perfect role. And, um, you know, like I said, with arms day to, to wait on that package. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's more complicated than it seems on the surface. I mean, it's easy for people just to say, well, it's just lazy that they don't have random roles anymore. I think there's a little bit more to it than that. Well, I, I think that there's a lot of back end uh, thinking involved, you know, because you, you know, my understanding of how the structure would be is you, you know, of a random weapon, you would have a weapon with a base stats and perks, and then you would have, you know, you know, some of the items that, you know, I actually didn't say base stats and perks because you could actually have a weapon that could completely have different sights or, you know, different type of range options. Um, but they, they had a column that they could fall, fall into. Uh, you yeah. You couldn't go without, uh, you couldn't go beyond those ranges that they, they, you know, put on them. 
Uh, but you know, with the, the other thought I had was in, you know, this is, this may even sound like just kind of a wish, you know, down the road, but, um, and you know, I, I know we're getting masterwork weapons and they said that they'll come back and, and look on the issue. But, um, you know, as with D one, we have a, you know, a gunsmith in the tower that, um, you know, is almost as useless as he was in D one. <laughs> and sorry, Banshee <laughs> didn't mean to <laughs> insult you, but you know, I didn't know if there would be a way that, you know, they can offer, you know, a small selection of weapons, maybe introduce random weapons in a small grouping. Uh, because we already know that they have the capability of, you know, putting quests or, or grindability behind a weapon with, you know, the curse of Osiris. That was pretty cool with what they had with the forge weapons. Yeah. Um, but you know, if they had a, a weekly weapon set like three, and you know, I'm not suggesting anything major or anything like that, but, you know, a grouping of three weapons and they don't have to be a, a massive weapon, you know, database or anything like that. I'm just saying a small group of weapons that have the, the possibility of having some small randomness added to them, uh, to where they, they could, you know, have a potential potentiality of actually getting something a little bit better than what's offered. And sure. And maybe that would be, you know, and put stuff that, you know, on those weapons that they have to grind some strikes to get some materials for, um, because that, you know, uh, like, like the forge weapons, we already received those weapons. Now, you know, once you've received them, they come in the general loot pool for, you know, when, when you go to, uh, the lighthouse, um, that's, you know, like the farm that those four, that forge is dead. There's no point in yeah. there anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I, I went to the farm today today with my daughter and I was just like, man, they put so much detail into this place and it, <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> it's completely unused place. Yeah. And, and, but it, I was surprised though. I saw a lot of like level twos, level fives, just jumping around being all happy and it's like wow this is amazing i didn't i didn't even realize but i don't know if you uh have ever heard of it or not but there's a pretty cool facebook site that's called uh atlas obscura and basically they're kind of like uh they they just do um kind of like short form articles about interesting uh geographical places and around the world and uh, they actually did a um an article about um mmo um, common areas that just aren't used anymore. <laughs> and so they were talking about how like every time, uh, you know, there's a new Warcraft update, whatever the, you know, whatever the major city was in the previous update, it's basically abandoned. And so they're talking about how there's these large virtual spaces where, you know, every once in a while you'll see another player run around and you're just like, why are they here? <laughs> you know, cause yeah. you just don't really have any reason to. And it's, it's kind of funny that the, the farm has has totally become one of those places. I mean, once you once you get through those first couple missions, there's just no reason to go back. So, um, but yeah. So I I don't know. It's it, it all goes back to um, what are they doing with mods? Um, now you know we've talked about about masterworks uh, pretty extensively. Um, they, they, it's so hard to get masterwork cores, so I haven't had the uh, chance to masterwork as many weapons as I wanted to. Uh, but definitely, my my favorite weapons I have 
And even though it doesn't make that much of a difference statistically, I like having those favorite legendaries as masterworks. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think that there's still more work that can be done with the masterworks. And I think that there's still more work that can be done with mods. Um, now, when they talk about the, the mods uh, version, you know, 2.0 or whatever, what do you think that's going to look like? What do you think is coming with that? Do you think it's going to be like selectable perks, as we've said in the past, like, um, you know, explosive rounds or hand-laid stock or something like that? Do you think that's what it's going to be? Part of me was hoping that that's what it was going to be. Like, I was hoping that they would be hard-coded to perks, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I was really hoping that that was going to be what we were receiving however we probably won't know now till the summer till they've completed that option yeah. um, because it's nowhere on the roadmap currently at the moment um in fact as we mentioned before it was just removed off the roadmap so yeah um i i was i was hoping that we would hear something on that soon um but we'll probably just have to wait to the summer but i like i said i I was really hoping for and needing them to almost be attached to perks. Yeah. Or, you know, or or some serious stats, stat boosters. And I think that they understand that that's the expectation. And I'm almost wondering if that's why it's being delayed. I wonder if it was something different and they're changing it now to meet expectations. Well, yeah. And who knows what I, I have no idea what's involved with, you know, the, what they've dubbed as the go fast update. But um, I know that there's things like Josh Hamrick uh, described a while ago that um, ratios and everything like that in the game, as far as for speed is all around sparrow speed. Yeah. And you know, if you, if you ever notice there's certain things that are put in place now where when you get off your sparrow, you don't go launching, <laughs> you know, in D1, you know, you can get off your sparrow and sometimes you would just continue flying off your sparrow or, or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, that doesn't happen I see anymore. That's a tactic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that doesn't happen anymore. And, and, and there's certain things that they've put in place that, um, there's, there's certain geometry ratios that have been put in place in my understanding anyways, from what I, received from you know that explanation at the time but uh there's a lot of thought into you know scaling of maps and in in relation to speed and all that there's some serious math going on here and so when they up uh, when they increase speed i don't know if that's you know an issue of you know rescaling maps or you know uh to give the appearance of speed or you know just because it's all it's all anything in a video game is, is just a generalization of whatever they deem a number on it. Yeah. Um, it, it's, you know, it, it's their world. They, you know, they create it, you know, so it, it's just a matter of, you know, you can always give the appearance of speed you know, you, you can keep character models the same size, but shrink down the map and Holy, you know, geez, you're, <laughs> you're a speed <laughs> demon because, you know, the map is smaller. You know, you can just give that appearance just simply by that, just because you've reduced ratios. Sure. Um, but, uh, who knows? I, you know, but there may be certain things that because of all these different projects working together right now, uh, there may be certain things feeding into the same thing that, you know, are cannibalizing each other as well. So they, you know, they have to be very delicate about, oh gosh, we can't, you know, we can't throw in mods 
just yet because this is literally going to break the whole game. You know, yeah, uh, and we've seen know. that sort of thing happen before. You know, there's some some minor change, some minor improvement, and then it breaks something else. So, yeah, um, and, and you have to figure things in for like range of weapons. So, if you're doing things with speed, you know, when you have a damage fall off and all that, uh, you're you're messing with the ratios of the environment, and and so when you <laughs> when you increase range and 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 all that. My, you know, my thought process is, is that, you know, there's other things coming into play here that, uh, could really affect all that. So you, sure. you, you don't want auto rifles to, you know, basically be sniper range or whatever. Yeah. You I mean, that's, would. that's the problem <laughs> with, with, yeah, I would. <laughs> um, that's the problem with fixing things. You know, I, um, give kind of an analogy here. You know, I've, I've gotten into, into cycling over the last year. And in addition to actually riding, I've gotten into kind of like, you know, modifying and, and repairing stuff. The thing that I've learned is that once you upgrade something, you have to upgrade something else because it's no longer compatible. And as someone who doesn't know a whole lot about coding, I would imagine that the video game world is similar. You know, once something is shifted, there has to be a corresponding shift in something else to... Uh, to compensate for it. And so, you know, it's, it's not as easy as just like, you know, everyone says, you know, it just needs to have random rolls again. Well, it's not that easy. It's kind of like, you know, the time to kill. Well, they just need to tune the time to kill. Well, I don't think it's not like there's a, like there's a knob and they can just twist it to where time to kill is what you want it to be. You know, it's faster. Um, you know, there's things that have to be adjusted in order to compensate for that. So, you know, I understand that these things take time and, you know, I do appreciate that they're being more open with us about about the process now than they were in the past. So, you know, it's just it's kind of another way to ensure us that there is progress being made. Indeed. So in summary, uh, just kind of where do you stand on the issue? You know, I'm I'm still at the point now where I'm enjoying the the static roles. Um, you know, my my big issue and I discussed this uh, a week or two ago is that. I don't think that RNG should be the deciding factor on whether or not you want a gunfight. And, you know, I, I understand with, you know, there's even RNG down to the bullets in Destiny. So, you know, I'm talking about more on a, on a larger scale. Um, but I, I, I'd say that I'm sort of on a spectrum and that maybe the, the more time that I'm spending with these weapons, the more I'm, I'm, I'm kind of more open to the, to the fact that something needs to change. Even if it's not just straight up, random chance rolls like you had in destiny one, something needs to change. Um, I'm still kind of holding out a lot of hope that that's going to be the mods. Um, but you know, I'm, I'd say that I'm, I'm happier with, uh, with the static rolls than, than a lot of people are that I, that I've talked to. Um, you know, just, just recently I, I talked about how I got the, uh, the midnight coup and what makes that weapon great is the role that it comes with. So if you had that weapon and had a different role, it could be mediocre, it could be mm. great, it could be bad. But it's not what it would not be what it is currently is just a static role. So um, you know, that's that's kind of where I where I stand on that. Now, what what would you say if you had to get off the fence? Um I I I'm just looking at in my summary, I'm just looking at it as a pure economy standpoint and player population standpoint. Uh, you know, I, I'm currently 
comfortable with the static roles. However, you and I are different types of people where, you know, we're somehow appeased by what we have in this game currently right now. But uh, we can look at our friends list that would suggest otherwise that something is clearly wrong. Yeah. Um, so where I'm coming from is, is, you know, I would like to see my friends list in destiny, you know, just repopulate and, and see it, you know, fill up and, and, uh, I, I would, you know, I would personally like to actually have a carrot on the stick, you know, I, and I know there's other streamers and, and, uh, you know, content creators that are dead set against it. They're enjoying the game the way it is, but, uh, we're going to have to face a cruel calculus that, uh, when they in, uh, institute strike specific rewards and I'm not talking about, I just don't want emblems, you know, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I think we're, I, I have nowhere to put them, <laughs> you know, and I'm not talking <laughs> about emotes or anything like, anything like that. I I'm talking about things you can actually use in the game, uh, that, you know, essentially make you powerful. And I think that, that carrot on the stick that people are looking for it. I think it's going to have to eventually come down to, um, some type of randomness and maybe not in the level of D one, but you know, maybe that final perk tree to where, you know, maybe your base stats of the gun is all this, you know, same across the board, but there may have to be something that is added on that last final perk tree that makes that gun unique. And see, I think that's a great compromise. And we have those weapons in Destiny 1. Um, you know, I, I think back to the King's Fall weapons and the Trials weapons, um, at least in Season 2, uh, maybe in the Season 3. I'm not 100% on that. Um, you know, my, my Defiance of Yasmin, for example, if I remember correctly, the um, you have the, the same perk tree except that last perk is something that's different. I mean, to me, that's a great compromise. You know, because you have the basically same feel of the gun, uh, but there's if there's a rotating perk at the end there, that gives you something extra to grind for. You know, because I know I'm picky about perks. Um, so if I have the option to have something that I want over something that I don't care about as much, that would that would give me something to grind for. So, yeah. you know, just something like that, I think that's, that's a great solution. But as you said, you know, we're a little bit different than a lot of players. I know that a lot of interest has kind of dropped off. And, you know, when you look at the roadmap that they've given us, look at the things that are coming for the game just over the next six months. I mean, that's going to be a kick-ass game. You know, I can imagine that it's going to be popular. I can imagine that a lot of the community is going to come back for it. But it's just, you know, the problem is these times in between where we're just not there yet. Right. And and I, and I think, and I don't want to speak for you, but I think you can agree with, with me on this, that, you know, the masterwork items or mods are just so close to being something actually really good. Now, I do enjoy masterworks. I do enjoy popping orbs everywhere I go. But I think that there needs to be something a little bit more, uh, I, I wouldn't say granular, but it it needs to offer something a little bit more than just stat boosters. It seems um, like half of a really great idea. Yeah. And I, I think it's a great step in the dire- uh, in the right direction, but I, th- I think that on that, on that focus, they need to just keep walking on that and just keep <laughs> moving on that, on that and push it just a little bit further. Yeah. So. 
And you know, mods mods are are perfect for that because you know that's it's a um, I was going to say modular. That's a little bit too much of a pun. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, it's it's great because you know a mod can be a reward. So we complain what's wrong with the game. Well, it's not rewarding anymore. Well, the the reward can be that mod that you can then go and stick on any gun or you know any gun of this one particular archetype or something like that. I mean, right there, that's that's more of a reason to play. You know, so. And you know, you know, Bungie knows that it's not like these are things that they haven't thought about. So, you know, going back to just kind of giving them credit for the fact that they've been improving on their communication and been improving on their game, they either have that in mind or they have something better in mind. Um, mm, you know, I, yeah. I can't, I can't imagine them regressing at this point. I think that we're either going to basically get that with the mod system or we're going to get something better. I think that the expectations are set at a point right now where they have to deliver with that. I've been actually thinking about talking about that for quite some time. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you and I had that discussion on that. Um, and, and who knows, hopefully something down the road will change for the better or, you know, we may be receiving something down the road that <laughs> we were completely blindsided to that we just don't even see in, in the future. So, but yeah, and I, I think we will. I mean, look at, look at the, the loot system in destiny one. I mean, it changed so much over the course of the game mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I wasn't even around for a lot of that. I mean, even stuff just like one-to-one infusion. I remember the first time I right. ever logged on to destiny, it was right after they had changed that update. And it said, you know, now basically, and I, I can't remember what the actual verbiage is, but they were saying, basically you have one-to-one infusion now. And I was thinking like, Huh, I don't know what that means, <laughs> you know, cause I was never around during the time when you'd have to have like, you know, advanced calculus to try to figure out how to infuse <laughs> a weapon. So, I mean, even something that simple, you know, that changed over the course of Destiny 1, you know, to the point where no one even talked about that anymore towards the end. So, I mean, the problems that we have now, they're not insurmountable problems, you know, but, I, but I do definitely feel like we're, we're working with an, with an unfinished system right now. You know, it feels like we have the basic structure of something that's going to be way better, but it's just, you know, it's, it doesn't feel like it's in any way in its completed form just yet. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and close out of this. Um, I would like to ask our listeners, um, if you have an interest in a person, a streamer, a podcaster, a content creator, if you will, um, that a would, celebrity chef. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I've got it, ideas too. Okay. All right. Uh, a creative person in general, uh, that would be somehow focused around our <laughs> usual topics. Um, uh, but if they happen to be a celebrity chef that plays video games, I'd love to hear from them. Um, but uh, 
if you know or, or have interest in any of those type of people uh, and you would like to see them on the show as a guest, uh, go ahead and message us and uh, we'll try to approach them and see if they would in a non-threatening way and, and see if they would like <laughs> if, we see, will find out where they park yeah. and then late at night we will approach them. <laughs> So, uh, you're coming on to our podcast, I heard. <laughs> no, but, uh, and we'll see if they would like to come on. Um, uh, so that's, that's what I'd like to deposit to our listeners. Um, we are listening on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you'd be so kind, please subscribe or even better, share our podcast with a friend. If you'd like to send us feedback, leave us a, vo- a voicemail or join our clan, go to hootdogradio.com. And if we're in, in, and also if we receive feedback, we will include it in the show. You can also find previous versions of our podcast on our website. Our show email address is hootdogradio at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash hootdogradio. And we are also on Facebook at facebook.com slash hootdogradio. I am Gunbait101. You can follow me on Twitter, Twitch, uh, and PSN. All at the username Gunbait101. That's G-U-N-B-A-I-T-101. It's all tanky. Where can people find you, good sir? I am Zoltanky on pretty much everything, and I'm Zoltanky Gaming on Twitter. And uh, as Gunbait had said, we're we're accepting uh, new folks into the clan. So if mm-hmm. you have uh, interest and in, you know you like what we're about and you want to play with us, just shoot us a message, and we're uh, we're definitely available for that. Yeah, and I would also like to invite the listeners too. If if you also have any comments on our our little main discussion topic about static versus versus random rolls, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear uh, your opinions or suggestions or your wishes or wants or whatever. Because uh, um, for one thing, it's you know I I you know maybe I'm not seeing something and or you know I I would just like to. Uh, you know, think on it and, and actually uh, get some of your feedback just to hear what, what you guys all think. So, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that, you know, I'd speak for both of us and that we would be happy to kind of start a, you know, establish a dialogue about these issues. Um, you know, we, we've all heard so much over the last couple months about what's wrong with the game and what needs, what needs to happen. Um, but, you know, this is definitely a good place for you to kind of share your opinions with us as well. Um, so, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Nice. Well, Zoltanki, thank you for being here. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And to our listeners, uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.